Hey guys, uh, welcome back to The Breakdown. This is Ryan Turner and with me, getting ready. Joe Rodonis, I'm here. <laughs> yes, it wouldn't be The Breakdown without you. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, today, coming at you with, I think, a great topic and a time of, uh, we can say confusion, unsure of where to go, maybe who to follow and get answers from. So, one thing in particular that I know I think about, I think kind of often, is kind of who I'm following, who I get answers from, who I can ask questions to, who I can trust. Always, right? no doubt. Yeah, you want that because we don't know everything. In fact, I am wrong many times. I'm glad to be. That's when you grow, right? Is that the right answer? Um, <laughs> but... I think we all need to have someone to look up to or kind of know which direction to go because we have questions, right? We have to grow as a person and people help you do that. So when you look at someone in your life as a leader, and that's what we're talking about today, right? Leadership, what makes a leader, who's a leader, how to what, be a leader, what to look for, and like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. And I think that in our world, right? Our world of fitness and nutrition. Uh, I know I am always looking for someone, but there's people who come to me and they look at me as a leader and it's like, Ooh, oh, wow. Okay. I, I, great. I, I want to take this job on. I want to be, I want to be everything this person wants, but what made that person look at me this way? What, what did I do? And I think it's good to just start that question and asking, Hey, you know, who is a leader in your life? And if you broke them down, you thought about the qualities that they had, what yeah. would you say? Have you had a leader in your life? Yeah, I'm sure I've, you have. Definitely. I've had many people that I've worked for and I can think back to coaches that I've had throughout my life, right? Even as a kid from yeah. travel baseball the way through high school. And I've, I've thought of, uh, you know, uh, when I used to work in sales, of course, and even in finance, right? Who my manager was and who my director of VP was and those you know, I saw, I've seen very different leadership styles from sure. the corporate world and the business world to, yeah. you know, a sports coach and how they lead to team captains and how they may lead a team. Right. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, in every aspect of life, of course you see different leadership styles and, and what, you know, what you respond to. Right. So I've, uh, you know, in my corporate world, I was, I was, uh, I was always told, you know, you learn more from like a bad boss or a bad leader than you do sometimes a good one. And, you know, we've all had bad experiences with bad leaders or a bad manager and something like that. Right. You know, I've had them too. Um, or maybe just people you don't prefer, like a, a leadership style that you don't prefer. Um, but I always took it in, in my, in my career development as an opportunity to craft my own style right? To learn and observe and see how other people are doing it and how I responded to it and then take notes on what I would do differently, right? How would I do this if I was in this situation? How could I get people to rally behind me? Um, I was always quite the observer. Um, like in my sales role too, I would see different vice presidents like within the same type of role and see how they would impact a room or get us to rally behind maybe an objective that we were trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And I would see, you know, one person do it one way, one the other, and I would respond differently to, to one or the other. Um, so uh, I always think it's important to witness this stuff and be conscious about, as you get older, how you're going to define yourself as a leader. Because uh, 
I think most of us want to become some, maybe not. I mean, but I, I think most of us want to probably lean into a leadership role, um, however big or small, right? Uh, even within your own family unit, right? You're going to be like, you're a father, right? Like you're, you're leading that family along, right? Sometimes. I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, these are important things to yeah. think about. You know, if, if I was thinking back to some leaders in my life, um, I, you know, there's some things that definitely stand out in how they did it. And I would say, um, one of the biggest things that I saw is maybe how they really delivered their message. And so one thing in particular I always found in a lot of the leaders, they were smart in the way that they were also funny. So they were able to really kind of find the humor in a situation, right? So if they knew something got too tense, they knew how to kind of break that down and yeah. kind of bring everyone kind of back to the same level. Yep. They knew how to deliver a serious message in uh, in a really intelligent way. I, I truly believe that some of the, the smartest people in the world are the funniest, right? Or the funniest people in the world are the smartest because they can really tap into other people's psyche and connect with them. I, to- I truly believe in that. Yep. I think the other thing that I noticed in a lot of the leaders in my life is that they had some sort of vision, whether it was larger or smaller, right? So, um, in, in certain businesses that I would work in and I, and I really felt like my boss was, was a really great leader. They knew where the business was going. It was never stagnant. It's not that they always thought it had to grow and become something else, but they always had a vision. Okay, no, we're, we're like, we're good right here. Their vision told us that we didn't have to do more of that or that we didn't have to tread water. They knew what was happening Mm -hmm. to someone who maybe there were larger aspirations in a business, right? They kind of knew, okay, like we're doing X amount of jobs. Um, and we're looking to maybe, you know, there was a, a landscape construction company I worked for and I, I really loved my boss. Um, um, because he was a good leader in terms of the vision. He knew where his business wanted to go. So he was able to really pass on his ideas of like the quality of our work and what we were working towards to maybe like from building, uh, building out something to make more money, to build a new machine that would help more of the work we would do. And therefore it would help us get more jobs and then get more equipment to making sure that we worked on specific jobs with, uh, with specific people that would kind of elevate our, um, our, our image out there. Right. So there were certain, and he would share that with us. So I think that there are good leaders that maybe can't deliver that message. They don't know how to share the vision and they might not know how to share it well. Right. Mm -hmm. With me, I connected with a lot of that humor. I connected with someone being able to find something that was, uh, intelligently smart. Uh, I'm sorry, intelligently funny, (laughs) intelligently smart. So, Oh man, I'm not, I'm not one of those smartest people. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, that, that to me, I think is, um, is really what I, when I, when I look back on things, um, those are, those are the qualities in a leader. There's, there's definitely more out there. Of course there's, there's a ton, but, but you're kidding. You're hitting on some key points. Cause I mean, it reminds me of certain, the certain, um, characteristics that I would obviously follow too. Um, the vision thing does make sense. It's, it's why I'm here, you know? And I think that as you kind of grow as an individual, that might matter more to you, right? Might be an individual thing. Certainly means a lot to me these days, right? Cause you know, we, it comes down to like a time thing. I don't want to waste my time on something that I don't believe in. Right. Like I'll do, I think people will sacrifice and they will run through walls for you, for a company, for, um, 
for an idea when they believe in what we're really trying to do, mm-hmm. right? Like that's how I feel about Tone House. That's why that's why I came here because I heard, you know, Alonzo Wilson's vision of why this place even began, and it very much matched my own and why I would want to be in health and fitness. Yeah. And so when you're aligned in those things, you know, money becomes like even secondary. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not your leading reason for what you're doing. And there's a lot, there's a lot of even studies on this when they ask employees why they leave certain companies and money becomes not even the front runner anymore. It becomes a point where money, you know, doesn't create a sense of fulfillment like vision does, right? What you're working towards does. So people want to work with good people and they will leave a company because of a bad manager or because of a loss of vision. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to know where you're going. Like, why am I doing this work? Yeah. At the end of the day, any football team, any team, uh, like I've been reading a great book called Legacy by James Kerr that talks about the New Zealand rugby team, the All Blacks. I'm actually, this is hilarious. I'm wearing their shirt. <laughs> I love their culture that they create. And there's amazing stories in there about how can you create such a winning environment? And it's because of this culture that they've created and some of the things that they, the mantras they live by are like leaders create leaders. It's something that you hear in this book all the time, right? So you have a certain leader, a coach, a captain, right? A member of the team that's actually playing is trying to bring, you know, the quote unquote weakest link of the team up in the ranks because if that person's not playing at a high level, we're not performing at a high level, right? So you invest in your individuals. So these leaders, these captains, will there's even a story in this book that i loved they say leaders eat last right so i think in a lot of locker rooms of any sports team or um like i've experienced this where the captains get priority right they're seen as they get the spotlight they're the first to be announced when we get onto the field they're uh, touted in the newspaper and um, they're more popular, quote unquote, but I, and, and they're the first on the bus, they get the best seat, but like in the all blacks, they're the last to get on the bus. They help with every cleanup, like they clean the locker rooms. They are the last to get food when they're eating before a game. And cause it's like, we're taking care of you. And one of, I had a really great sales vice president, um, that was a mentor of mine too. I asked him to be a mentor and I'll never forget this one day that he said to me, his name's Tom Price, and I love this man. Um, I still keep in touch with him, and that shows you how much respect I have for this guy because when he was my VP, um, I'm a sales rep. I'm just a 25-year-old sales rep, and he's his VP of a Fortune 20 company, right? A senior vice president even. <laughs> like he doesn't, have, he doesn't need to talk to me at all. And he said to me one day, he's like, what can I do for you? I'm like, what do you what do you mean? Like, what can I do for you? Like, what do you need? He's like, listen, he's like, I've see, he's like, I work for you. I, I need to make your job easier. Yeah. So I want to hear from you what you're struggling with, what's happening in the field. What resources do you need? What conflicts are you, are you facing so that I can make your job easier so that I can put you in a position to succeed? So he would always be like, you can call me and tell me what's going on, what you're challenged with. And then it's my job to put you in the right positions. And it was such a humbling, you know, place because I've had very much the opposite where I have this title. I am absolutely superior than you and you need to deliver and just figure it out. 
Yeah, this reminds me of this infographic I saw recently because pictures talk to me more than words sometimes. Um, but uh, it was a it was a uh, it was a picture of uh, what you can consider a leader: a man in a suit sitting at a desk behind a group of people. And those people were uh, depicted by, I think, what you would consider kind of a slave. And he was basically whipping them, right? And kind of telling them to like move oh, forward, right? right? You've probably this. have seen of this, course. right? And so yeah. someone says, like, this is not a leader, but someone who is. Now it puts that same man in the suit, right? Yeah. But now he's helping, he's pulling that group of people with him. Right. But he's at the front of the line. And so yeah. like, that's it's a very simple way to depict all of this, right? It's, it's, it's very easy to kind of look at that and understand what's going on. But you truly are like you're, you're showing true. by example. You're you're helping out. You're 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 part of the solution, right? Yes. And it is. It is. I think that there are leaders that are out there, and they they have the vision. So, like in that in that infographic, this person he he knows where to go. He has that vision. He's connecting with people, right? He's on their level. The other person, I how I view it is, he doesn't know where to go. He's just saying, I don't know. Just going forward. That's what we got to do. We just got to keep moving forward. It's yeah. like what are we moving forward to, right? Well, and, but then it's also about their ego too. Like oh, you're, for sure. You're yeah. in this position because like you have some chip on your shoulder to where you have to feel entitled and more important than the rest of us. Yeah. And like, look, you can lead with fear. You can do it. Like you can lead with fear. You can lead with um, superiority. Like it happens, and and it can be effective. Because I mean, it's still happening today. It happens in certain like corporate cultures. Yeah. There's no doubt. Like mm-hmm. I can tell you that you're going to get fired if you don't hit these numbers. Like I've had a boss like that too. Yeah. And uh, hey, we're going to cut fifty percent of the sales force in the next quarter if you don't deliver. And like it will ignite a fight. Fu- Some people will respond, but. I just think it's very short term. It definitely is. And it's not sustainable. I think what you're talking about there are leadership styles, yeah, right? And sure. I think that's something that's looked in. And like, so corporate culture is very um, uh, popular to look at in terms of teaching leadership. So there's, you know, I think I've heard of a few, maybe you can kind of help me elaborate on these, but there's been some like, um, like uh, laissez-faire kind of leadership style where it's like, we're just going to let, we're just going to see where it goes. We'll be here to maybe guide a little bit, but like, We'll collaborate kind of loosely. We're not going to set really strict goals and we're going to see what kind of happens. I think that there's a lot of times we kind of see that maybe with um, maybe like younger generations and like startups right now. It like there might not be as much of this like author like authoritative right this like dictatorship where it's like this is what we're gonna do kind of like what you're talking about because people don't respond to that as well yeah right it could be other things like it's more collaborative right so now what we're doing is we are kind of we're we're gonna test the waters we're gonna ask for your opinion we're gonna make sure that we understand what's going on but we definitely have our goals mm-hmm. right so I think there's there's a couple ways to do it and I think I've heard it even broken down like taking some of those. And kind of making sure that maybe it would be like um, like seventy percent collaborative. Maybe it's going to be like twenty percent laissez-faire, and then it's going to be ten percent more like more of authoritarian kind of thing, right? Um, and that's how you're supposed to run things, right? Yeah. It's like the corporate culture is broken down to like those kind of sciency kind of like numbers, in fact. And so I don't think there's a perfect way to do it. Because I think that generations change and there's different people in sales. Uh, that's a different not. person versus someone who's going to be, you know, trying to be in more of a supportive role for people. So um, I think that leadership style is huge. And it is. you need to make sure that you're understanding who you like to follow. If you're looking for a job, you're looking for a leader. You know, you can't just follow the person that other people are leading because that probably doesn't really resonate with you as much. Right. T- to me, you can't. 
well, I get you can, you can fake leadership, right? I, like I, a lot of people see through it though. So I think that leaders, true leadership is really an evolution of the human being. Also, I think leadership is an art form. Ooh. It's not a process. Yeah. So this was explained to me when I was, we were getting amazing, amazing coaching from a really great salesperson in the industry when I was, when I was selling nuclear medicine. Zero was one of the best. He's doing like billion dollar deals for breakfast, right? Yeah. Very talented. And he was with us in this room for like a week just talking to us. And then he was literally coaching us on our deals for two years. Like he was watching our deals in the moment. So this yeah. is like the best coaching you can get. Sure. And I remember he created a playbook. He creates this playbook of like, all right, if you face this situation, this is the script that you would follow and what you would say as a salesperson. Yeah. This is how you would create your sales funnel. It was all documented. It was like in a book. And so you could read this book and be like, oh, okay, step one in sales is do this. Step five is this, mm-hmm. right? And I remember I have this deal I'm kind of following this playbook and my, one of my, one of my coworkers, um, like the deal didn't basically work out. And one of my coworkers, uh, he's like, well, walk me through it. And I was like, well, I, d- I did like what our new approach is supposed to be. Like I'm following the coaching and he's like, he's like, all right. He's like, yes, but you also have to be flexible enough to create some type of an art around this. Like it is 50, it's, it can be 40% process, 50% process. You can like read something, learn something, be taught something, but then you also have to be nimble enough to understand who you are and what you can do to navigate around a situation. You can't predict everything in a book. So some of this is life experience too, right? And just a feeling process. And some, these leaders, like they, they do that because what they're tapping into is empathy, right? You're, you're learn you're actually feeling what the situation is, right? And, um, you're getting down to a human level of anytime we're talking about leadership and getting people to do things and execute on things, you got to understand what the other individual is getting out of it. Like, that's really what this is. Like, why do you want to do this? Yeah. I love where this is going right now, because this is something that I think we briefly kind of touched on. But the difference between someone who is a leader and what we believe is a leader and maybe the values that they hold. And I would probably say if we were to create a list like of 10 leaders that we've seen in the world, like I'm sure those people would probably have similar values between me and you. Right. I I would guess. Yeah. But not everyone has our values. Correct. So I think a really um, a, a deeper kind of question here is really what does make the leader in terms of if we look beyond values, because people who don't share our same values, it does not mean that they're not that they're not going to be a good leader. No, right? of course not. So like where we would we would think that someone, you know, a leader would be empathetic, that they would probably treat people really well. They probably are going to, you know, invest money in the right things that yeah. they are going to, you know, be you know a healthy like what whatever it is, I'm sure that we could build that person and they would look great on paper and they would be exactly like what, what we really believe someone should be. But the truth is, is that there are a lot of leaders that probably don't have many of the same values that we have. Would you agree with that? Oh, of course. Right? right. Yeah, of course. And that's where I think that it can get dangerous because and that's not right or wrong. It's hard to say that right a little bit because we think, okay, well, this is what we think. And we think, well, this is, this is how it should be. And like you treat people well, that's just what you do. Like I still believe, I would definitely say someone who doesn't, that that would be wrong. Okay. But there are, right. and we can't disagree 
that there are leaders out there that have followers and those followers look at that person as that's a great person. So someone who doesn't treat people well, right? Someone who doesn't, um, value certain things like just with myself like yeah. i'd say like you know there's certain things and this might sound political at this point but things like i i really look like the three things i like to vote on things like the environment overall women's health mm-hmm. right and then also making sure we look at things like education so those are three things that i'm always going to be looking at okay okay um and i want to make sure that the person who's going to be leading me or a country like they have those those in mind right or at least you know so okay there are people who don't believe in that. So sure. there can definitely be a leader, right, that can embody certain traits. Sure. That will they'll have followers. Sure. Right? So I think it's what I'm so interested in is how do you build that person, right or wrong? How do you build someone who gets followers? How do you how, how do you, do you follow followers? So right? so just yeah, so this is so this conversation I do think is interesting cuz now we're talking about building a following and kind of being a leader within that niche or whatever you're doing. Yeah. But that's separate from how you would operate as a leader as we kind of see it, right? Like how you yeah. would, how you would, de- like how I want to be as a leader. Exactly. How you yeah. want to operate as a leader. This yeah. is different because you're right. I mean, how many people um, in the age of social media, uh, this used to frustrate me a ton in, and I'm, I know you see this in the dietitian space. Cause you have, you know, you might have someone that's talking about being a food expert and they have an enormous following the same as a trainer having an enormous following spilling bad advice, right? Or just sure. Cause they want to do, which we see in it. You could be like, oh man, they just want attention or it's for ego or they're doing this for the best deal or they're partnering with that supplement company just because it's not, you know, the most uh, like quality supplement on the market, but they're yeah. doing it cause they got a good deal, right? All those things. Yeah. But, you know, people do what they do. Yeah. And they get a following. And then yeah. I would argue, I'm like, oh, my God, but this person over here is, that's who you need to listen to. Like, this is the real deal over here. But they don't have a following. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I ha- I did some I did some article. Uh, I, forget, I forget who the article was about. But they kind of asked me that. Like, what was it about social media influencers versus who you should really be following? And I remember, it might be a stupid example, but I was like, if I wanted football advice, uh, you know, how to be a great football player, uh, don't just look at, don't just look at their Instagram followers. Like I wouldn't just go to the rock cause he has millions of followers. I would go to Nick Saban who has like none, right? Like <laughs> sure. I don't even know if he's on Instagram. He might yeah. be now yeah. at the time he wasn't even on Instagram, but it's like, that doesn't mean you're not going to take his advice. Sure. Right. Yeah. So yeah, que- I definitely question more now just because they have a following, I don't just buy in yeah. to what they're selling or speaking about. Tell me if you agree with this. So I, I believe that, a, that you can get followers or you will get followers and people follow other people. I think when, when someone has a clear message, right or wrong, it's a clear message, it's a straightforward opinion, and they're speaking on it. If someone's going to waffle between different like mindsets and different opinions and 
you know, obviously they're not speaking on it and they're not going to get followers. But I think that when someone like regardless of what you of what you think, and this is definitely something I see within the nutrition world, because we'll have someone who thinks like this is the only way to be eating. You have to only eat this. And if you eat that, you're going to die. Got you. Okay. And so someone if they are loud enough and they sound sure enough of themselves. Yeah. Someone's going to be like, well, why would we not believe that? You're absolutely, you're hundred percent correct. And there's people out there that they're just looking for someone. They're looking for that loudest voice, right? They're maybe, maybe that person is, is speaking the loudest in a moment where that person is most vulnerable. And so that person says, I, well, you know what? I, all I needed was someone speaking loud. I just needed someone to be very sure of themselves because I don't have that. That I think maybe is healthier, but this person sounds so much Sure, so much more sure. Of well, that can right? happen because you're like evoking emotion in the person, and like wherever you are, like as the spectator, if you feel like if you're in a vulnerable spot, you feel some emotion at the moment, mm-hmm. and then somebody speaks to you about it, yeah, and they give you the answer, yeah, doesn't mean it's necessarily the right answer. They just give you something, and like yeah. you said, like the most. You know, this is advice I would used to get to in sales. The most confident person in the room usually wins, totally, not because yeah. they're right, yeah. Because they come off the most assured. Definitely. So who the hell am I to argue? Yeah. And so it's like that, I think, when when someone's like, well, how do I build a following? How do I get someone to listen to my message? You got to speak up. You got to be sure of yourself, right? And you have to believe in your opinion. And I think, yeah, you hit that message constantly. Yeah. Like you are known for this one thing. Like it's, especially in the age of social media and stuff, it's that niche. Like what is this one thing that you're like the expert on that you speak to? Yeah. And it's so hard to look at it that way. You know why? Because there are good, there are good leaders with a lot of followers that we might not think have any value connected with what we actually truly think is right. Right. We have, they're like, I don't want to tell you how to feel. I don't think anyone should ever tell you how to feel. You feel the way you do, but we have to agree at that point that like that person, that they are a good leader because people are following them. There's something that they're doing right. And so what is it? Right. And so if you see that, and I think this is what always frustrates me, I'm thinking, Oh man, why are they listening to that person? Well, I'm like, they are, they're, they're talking very confidently. They sound so assured. And you know what? They are putting it out there. They're, sure. they're, they're, they're making themselves vulnerable by speaking out loud. And if you don't believe in that, then you got to speak up too, right? If you, and like, I'm not saying that, like, if I'm telling myself, well, you guys, I, I can't say I'm right or wrong because there's going to be people that are following that person that now might look at me and be like, he's the bad guy. But you have to believe in what you're actually saying and you mm-hmm. have to follow your values. You have to set that. You have to look into yourself and understand what it is because that leader, as I said before, they could be delivering their message in a really funny way, right? They're really charismatic for that, for that reason. And they're building an amazing vision. In my mind, that makes them a great leader. But I hate everything that they're about. But it's still, it makes them a good leader. So we have to be able to learn from that, right? And I think that we, like, leadership does not sit in a vacuum of good. No, no, of course, no, of course not. Yeah, it's just, well, I think it's Because also the, the human brain, like people uh, need certain things at different times of their life, right? Like I'm listening, it, you just evolve as a human being, right? You learn different things. So when I was 20, I'm listening to different people, maybe on a podcast or reading different books based, uh, than I am now, right? I'm not listening to the same people because you, you see, you grow, you learn, you adapt, and then you're like, okay, I don't, I'm past that kind of point. You know what I mean? That's okay. Um... So 
it could be you're following someone based on what you just need to hear at the moment. And then hopefully just continue to reflect and grow and you'll, you'll just evolve. Yeah. I think it's just, it's in a world where I think people are looking just for a leader. You just got to You got You got, you got to find what you believe in and find the person who is speaking to you. I think that's just the, I think that's a lot of why I wanted to have this conversation or bring up this topic. So, so I know like, you know, having a following and stuff like that is one thing. Uh, but I'm always curious, like, how do you, how do you want to define yourself as a leader? Like what kind of person do you want to become? Right. Cause I, I think that whether we are conscious of it or not, you're probably going to be a leader to somebody. Right. And I think sometimes we think about it as like defined things. Like you are a, you're a manager, you're a VP, you are, um, literally leading a team you're a coach but but I don't think it's like that all the time like I can go home for Christmas and see like my little you know my little cousins and they look at what you're doing and that you're you're a leader in that way so I'm always I'm always asking myself like how do you want to carry yourself to inspire somebody to do better because I was always looking for that as I've been growing up, I still, I still do. Right. How do you define yourself? Like how, what, how do you try to be as a leader is my question to you. It's a dirty question, man. Yeah. Cause you're asking me to self reflect and find all my faults. Let's go. That's though. really what's going on. <laughs> I know. Um, how would I define myself? What do I think I do? Um, I think I actually don't have a lot of the things that I look for in a leader, which is a hard thing to swallow. But the things that I do want to be able to to embody, I would say, would just be come under pressure and have someone look at me in a moment and say, Ryan's going to be able to stay as objective as he can without emotion. That's the opposite of me. Huh. Right. But it's something it's it's so weird that I, I want that. So I it's really hard for me to think, OK, this is a really tough decision right there. You can't let emotion in. And only and I'm only saying that I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I really want to suppress myself. I just think that maybe that's another part of a leader that I really like, like someone who just sits down. They look at every single factor within this decision. Yeah. And they're not letting them say, well, I don't like that person, so they can't be involved. I hate that color. So we're not going to pick that one. And you know what? I work with them in the past and I just don't think that they were clean. So I'm not going to allow that. It's like, well, no, they, they might be like that un, that uncleanly business over there might be the best in the business, right? That person over there, you didn't like the joke that they ended up making, but you know what? They're really good at sales to sell what you're trying to kind of get done. And that color over there, it's the most popular color and it's going to make you more sales, right? But if I'm shutting all that down, it's not going to like, I have to stay objective for the good of that decision. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. And I, 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 I want to be that person, but I think I let those emotions come in a little bit more than they should. I too (laughs) am this emotional person. Have you, have you made a decision that was extremely emotional that you feel like, you know what that is again? My parking. Are you serious? Yeah, man. Second podcast that this happens. I know, in? really. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, yeah. What was there a a decision that you made maybe recently, or you can kind of look back in the past that you made almost extremely emotionally? You're like, I, I really that was bad. 
I can't really think of one. I honestly can't think of one. I can't think of an example, but I can tell you that, of course, it's happened. Yeah. I get, I, I'm a hard, I'm, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm definitely that kind of guy, for sure. What I have learned is that, thank God, fitness, you can be a bit emotional and passionate, and you can lead with that. And I do that because I get fired up with this stuff. So yeah, um, I definitely lead with passion because that's who, that's really who I am at my core. And I tried to suppress it a long time in sales because I tried to be that very balanced, calm demeanor. And that's just, it just went against my nature. I'm like, I got to get hyped up or, or pissed off. Yeah. Very passionately about this. Like, this is, this is so dumb. Why are we doing it? Like, I got to let it out, whatever's happening. Yeah. So I remember in my sales days, I would get burned out or I would get emotional about what was going on. And I, you got to make sales calls. You got to call these people and talk to your customers. And one of my mentors would say, listen, sometimes the best thing you can do in a day is not pick up the phone. <laughs> not okay. call your customers. Oh, what? what? No way. So you don't want me to work today? It's like, <laughs> I didn't say that. I said, don't call. So I, I would remember that, you know, sometimes when you are feeling emotional, you just don't take the action. This is awareness of where you are. And so when I am feeling emotional or um, it's the same advice you would get about, like you get an email that kind of pisses you off a little bit and you want to respond like, dear Janet, Go oh, blank God. yourself, man. You don't write that email. Number one, right? You go ahead and write it, but take out the uh, the 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 address, the two. <laughs> <laughs> right. Leave it in the, yeah. You don't want to hit that Clear it, Yeah. Uh, I, but that's simple advice. But how true is it? Right. You can yeah. write the email, but step away, go somewhere, do something, then come back to it when you're you have a calmer head. Yeah. You know. Um, so I've, I've just learned to do, I've, I've learned to be better at that, Good. you know, not making decisions in the heat of a moment. Like yeah. I feel it, take a second. I feel like when it is more objective, I think it is a better type of you use logic. You know what you do? You, and I'm going to pull it into kind of what I, what I look in leadership. I think it, I think it, it, it steers you back towards your vision when your emotions, oh, I'm too tired today. I don't want to do that. Or yeah, you know what? Sure. That person kind of pissed me off. So I'm not like. It, I think it, I think it kind of moves the goalposts on the day or the week. Right. And you're like, all right, yeah. well now can, and how many emotional decisions are you going to make before you kind of get to that, to that end goal? So I think that, that, um, that, that, that's, that's the kind of leader that I want to be and I'm continuing to work on it. It sounds like it's something that you're maybe continuing to work on as well. Oh, we're always working on something. Always. It is any projects like a puzzle. Are you working on something? What do you mean? I don't know. You just said you're always working on something. Well, as a leader, like oh, you're yeah, developing yourself uh, as yeah, a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you think we're talking about? <laughs> I'm all, yeah, I'm always trying to be mindful of how I'm presenting myself and who I'm becoming, right? Because to me, leadership is like this evolution of just embodiment. Like I view it as you don't, you don't say I'm a leader. I think it's something that you, that you grow into. I think it's something like how I personally view it. It's a path that you live your life. You continue to grow, develop as the best person that you can possibly be. And like, I believe in having a calling, for example, like in your life, like I'm more spiritual in that way. Right. And listening to where life is guiding you. And I think if you're following this path that you think you're supposed to be on, that I just think at these certain moments in time that, people will respond to that and see what you're doing 
and want to learn from you or follow that because it feels authentic to me and um then being a leader isn't really a title you're just kind of sharing you know experiences and helping helping people on their own journey you know um so yeah that's that's what i kind of always do like i i look at more inspiring through action than than talk like just i'm gonna live my life and do all these things and like try to achieve as much as possible from what I think brings me fulfillment and impacts others and have people kind of see that. Cause it, that's been proven to me that this, this does, that does exist. Like, I think there's just so much talking, right. And we've talked about this in the last show. Like there's so much talking going on in a world of social media. It's just ironically that we're on a podcast talking about it, but <laughs> that, that we talk about these things and it's like, just be it and embody it because uh, like when I started my fitness journey, for example, you know, when I started to take it seriously, people thought maybe I was crazy or extreme or like, why are you doing this? You're changing your habits. But you fast forward five, 10 years later, or I quit my job in the corporate world and people are like, what are you doing? You're insane. I literally had somebody say that to me, he wrote me a message. Um, dude lives in Charlotte and he said, dude, at the time when you quit your corporate job, I literally thought you were off your rocker. Like you had a great job. You had a great career good life over there and like you just left like I thought you were literally insane and he's like to see what you're doing now where you're at like he's like now it's inspired me to actually want to get my life a little bit more in order because I've been leading maybe differently with different priorities and it got me thinking about like leading with passion right and fulfillment and so just do and I think it lights a fire under under people if you're kind of following a genuine path you know totally yeah hey number one i'm gonna say bagels so it's a project that i've been working on um throughout this as i develop myself <laughs> so just making sure we're coming back around you're it. making bagels yeah man i'm learning how to make bagels and make them well right yeah. my last batch wasn't so good but the one before that was great so anyway when you get a good batch you can bring them by you've never made bagels have you i've never made bagels why would i make bagels they're so fun yeah we live in new york everyone's like why are you making bagels just i was like get well a good bagel yeah, anyway, but it was good. Number two, I love what you just said. So uh, not to devalue any of that with my bagel talk, but I want to say that I think what you're what you're doing is that you're following your, your values. You're following your passion, and that is what makes you a leader. That guy looked at you and was like, he... He made sure that he followed everything he wanted, right? He may, at the time, maybe you didn't know exactly what you wanted, but you had a vision of something. Yeah. And you went after it. And that's what people, I think, want to see. Now, you are more of a success story than maybe someone else who also quit their job and tried to get into fitness. And they're right now, they are floundering. I mean, define success, right? Don't do that right now. But um, <laughs> to say. <laughs> but it's something where... I think that 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 is that's where you are the strongest. I think that you truly are the strongest because you follow what you believe in. You do, right? I, I yeah, I ha- yeah. You I, found someone I else who to. had similar values as you, and you now follow his vision in a way. It's not. It's not, it isn't that that devalued your vision. It's not that it's like diluting you. It's that you're following someone else and is creating, I think, a, a greater team in that way. Yeah. And now this vision here has two great leaders, right? So I honestly, I I think it's you have to believe in exactly what you want. You have to believe in your values. Your followers will come. 
but you just need to make sure that you're speaking it and you're acting yes. on it and you're making because like I think that's yes. I think that's what I end up seeing with a lot of people. They want to be a leader, they want more followers, and it's something where are you are you speaking that? Do you have a clear, direct message? And do you truly believe in yourself? Right. Do you do you believe your message? Because yes. when when you were talking before, I was thinking about this about being put in a position where someone's asking you to be a leader, but you don't believe in any of it. Right. So it's something like working for a company that sells a certain so product good. possibly. And you're like, I don't like that's that that drug doesn't work. In fact, I think it's killing people. But you have to be a leader and you have to show yeah. this, this other team how to actually sell it. So you don't believe in it. You likely aren't going to be your best leader in that moment. Right. You will find someone. There's someone who will want to push that snake oil because they're just going for money. But that's not what you go after. You go after true human connection and health and wanting to benefit people. Dude. So you're not good in that in that in that position. But somebody will. There is someone who does not care, and it does not make them a bad leader, and does not make you a bad leader because you weren't able to get that product sold or that team motivated to sell it. Absolutely right, man. And I think that's just. I think I think it's just such an interesting thing about so what good. makes that leader right and. We and I think that we quickly kind of shut down our our when we look at someone who is like mm, I don't believe in anything that they that they have to offer me. But man, why do they have so many followers? They're still a good leader, and we can learn from that. You can learn from it for sure. I love everything you just said right there. That's that was really good. And because like we get, don't worry about the following. Like th this is because we have metrics on social media and stuff like that. If you're if you're doing something that requires you to like connect to people, you're a coach, right? You're trying to inspire a community and stuff like that. In the beginning, it's admittedly hard because you don't have a massive, you know, following to push a product, but let it go. Worry about what you're putting out. Just, just trust the message. And this is what I was talking about earlier, like just embodying who you are. Like this is a natural evolution of just being a good person, believing in what you're talking about and it'll happen eventually. It'll happen eventually. And I believe in the faith area of like, who's to say how big your quote unquote following is. I would rather have a quality impact of the right people, right? Because you're clear, concise, and confident about who you are and what you believe in. I'd rather have two people that are on my team and believe that same message than a hundred thousand because I'm being fraudulent with who I am. Sure. To sell something or to create something, right? That's me. That's my thing. But um, I love everything you just said right there. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a great conversation. I think for this for this time that we're in. Um, hey, believe in it and follow follow who you think embodies what you want to see in the I, world. I always have. I told you this before we got on the show, and like the the thing with leaders that I look for, because there's there's great people out there with great messages, right? You can go on Ted talks, you can go on podcasts and listen to great people. And there are really good material for sure. Right. But I use this general kind of, when I meet someone new or I listen to someone that I haven't really met, and it's obviously harder when you haven't met the person, but I, I look at who they are and this is how I evaluate people. If you have a fancy title, even if you're famous, you've been in, you're super well-known. I try to strip away all those things that the individual has accomplished. I believe you used the word accolades earlier. Accolades, it's right. really good. So you put, you don't, I, I never want to evaluate someone based on their accolades, right? Not as the forefront, not as the first thing. I would rather how you treat people, how you make me feel, right? How you, do you make me feel energized or do I feel a little bit 
uh, low when I talk to you? Like, how do you treat other people? What is the actual purity of your message, right? Like, extreme example, if we, if all of society was removed and you, we were on a desert island, who are you with your character, with your value? Do you speak with integrity? Who is that individual? And then I will decide if I'm going to be listening to you and like taking in your advice, right? Then the accolades can come back in. And now, like if I respect you and I think that you do speak with integrity and I value who you are with your character, then the accolades seem impressive to me. And only then. Yeah. But if it's the other way around where, because the reality in the world that we live in is that there are people that have everything, accolades, success, money, and fame, and they are shit people. They just are. Like, you know, I, it's somewhat subjective if you think we think the same people are those people, but but it, just because you have all these things and accolades and a following doesn't make you a good person. And I'm I'm always trying to think, how can I be a good person first and have the accolades follow right um and that's interesting too you know why because people who feel like they maybe have that good message they don't have the title they don't have the accolades right they they might be speaking a certain message so much better than maybe someone else will and that's where the imposter syndrome maybe comes in oh imposter or, syndrome what did i hear about recently i heard about um imposter phenomenon i like that better actually because syndrome sounded like there's something wrong with you like yeah. you know no it's just it's happening in your mind so but that is where you feel like you you aren't valuable enough you feel like you're just you know the message isn't true because you're not you don't have that title but you know what there's a lot of people who have great messages out there without some of those titles sure. and we need to keep our ears open and head in a swivel sometimes to make sure that we kind of listen to everyone that's hard yeah it it can be but yeah yeah um i think you're later dude Yo, thanks, man. I think yeah. you were too. Yeah, great. I appreciate that. We should probably start a podcast. Um, <laughs> I remember somebody asked me like what you try to be as a leader. And, and one of these things that um, I remember saying was they were like, how are you defining yourself and like creating a style? Right. And like how you want to lead your community. And I just remember answering because like all this stuff that we're doing, even the podcast and all this stuff, like it's good because we want to share and like, I know we want to really help people, right? You're just trying to like really share experiences and knowledge. And at the end of the day though, when we do this in the back of my mind, the only thing that's I'm really thinking about is I'm trying to give advice to like 22 year old me. I'm trying to help the younger version of me. Cause like this was the stuff that I was looking for when I was young and I couldn't get. And like, sometimes it's about being the leader or, representing something or becoming something that you were missing in your own life, you know, cause that's what it was. Like I would look at the coaches that I had and I'd be like, man, if I had this type of coach, I can't even imagine where I would be. Like, maybe I should do this. And so I learned this way, but I was never taught in this style, but man, I really respond to this style. Yeah. So I would always think about that. Like these coaches would coach me up in a certain way and that didn't respond with me. Right. And then I would see a coach, that I did connect with and like my skills would just enhance rapidly. So you're like trying to be that for other people 
right now because you know maybe the world's missing it sometimes yeah i hear you i actually got into nutrition for that it's a lot of like i wish i knew then what i know now yeah that kind of thing. um and i did also feel lost when i was a lot younger specifically with like sports nutrition because i would look towards supplements before i looked at food i would um i would i was probably over restricting at certain times and eating the wrong kind of things i was still like i was like i was i was more than an average athlete Right. But it was something where I think I definitely could have been better if I knew certain things. I didn't look at other people that maybe I thought were doing the right stuff. Right. I kind of wish I kind of knew that. So I also want to be helping those, um, you know, the the younger me in that way. Yeah. Um, It's also helped me develop some things that I've also found wrong in people like say that are like like kind of now. Like what are those issues? So it's really kind of helped me define myself. It, like it's it's a great place. I well, I think it's a good place to start from because you're you're identifying a gap, you know, that you had that you know is real, and you know, then it doesn't matter if you help one person or a million. It's like it's real to you. That's a real strong place, I think, to come from because then you're authentically helping somebody, you know, in in that way and becoming kind of who you want to become. Um, as you were talking to, I was thinking about how we can all kind of become a leader in our own communities, you know? So for even people listening to this, it's like, it, to me, it's, it's not about if you're in a leadership quote unquote position or have the title. I would just say, I would challenge people that are listening to this to become a leader in their own communities and do it through, just do it through action. Show people, show people what's possible. I think about this all the time because in the training world, obviously you can very clearly see tangibly what's possible, right? You see changes in the body. You see changes in how much weight you can pick up, how fast you can run. Like these are tangible things that you can see, right? Very rapidly. And so you have a quick way to inspire people around you. And I would just challenge everyone listening to do that, to lead by example, to not talk about it, but be it. And when you're in your gym, when you're in your local community, when you're working with people, consistently show up for other people. When you're in that training zone, no, if you're training with 30 people, you're doing sprints, you know, like you're, you're, you're working with a group, group workout, make it not about you. Make it about everybody else that's there. So work your hardest to show what other, what it's, what's possible for other people. And a good example of this is like, there's, there's a few examples that all share the same story. If you look at a flock of birds, a Peloton, right? And cycling, they all ride together. And even a football team in conditioning practice. The thing that's in common is that these flock of birds obviously follow, they fly in this pack, right? A Peloton in cycling, they ride together because it creates, it allows you to block the resistance of the wind, right? The person in the front of this Peloton is taking on all the resistance. Everybody else riding behind them has an easier ride, right? So you can create this flow, right? And then as you get out of the Peloton, you can kind of shoot up, take over the pack. Hold on what? a second. Hold on. When you, said What's Pel- up? When, when you said Peloton, I was thinking about like Peloton at home, like in your, like the bike in your well, home. Well, that's why they called it that. I, mean, I, I didn't know this. I feel yeah. so. I feel so. A Peloton is a pack of riders. That's so interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I just you know that word just becomes synonymous with this like bike at home, right? Right. Okay. But cool. it's a it's a pack of riders. Yeah. So, okay. and a bird, and this is what happens if a if a flock of in a flock of birds, if one bird catches too much resistance and falls behind, 
the rest of the birds don't fly away. They scale back to pick up that other bird. Same in a peloton. One rider falls off, the peloton will scale back to pick up. In football practice conditioning, the fastest player to get done isn't just done and hyping up like, look at me, I'm freaking amazing. That's not a leader. They will look at the slowest person that's still going through the workout and then they will go back and follow along at their pace, right? That's an example Alonzo Wilson uses here all the time at Tonehouse, why we do what we do here. When you're sprinting and you start to struggle, we as a coach or like as a member of the community don't go, you're too slow. You go, I'm coming with you. We're doing this together. Yeah. That's what I would inspire every single person here to try to do in their local community is make the workout, the training, not about you, but about everybody else. Get everybody else on the level that maybe you are. Right. You think it's kind of like empowering the, so like the weakest link or the slowest person or the person just needs like more support seek that person out lift them up it's yeah. kind of what you're saying right it's making the yeah. community strong so yeah. that's a leader so someone who has a leadership position that maybe is leading the workout but is insecure the difference is they would say keep up with me this workout's about me i need you to think i'm really cool and really fast and really strong sure so they're looking at you and they're like i don't care if you can keep up let's do this come on i can look at what i can do i can do all these pop up you can't do that keep up yeah. We all know that's weak. We all know that, right? It's ego. We're not going anywhere. And like at the end of the day, stay humble in the fact that there's going to be a day where you cannot do these things. There's going to be an off day for you. And like, I always think about that, right? Like you're going to have days where you're low performing and you're going to need people. So be that for other people when you're strong, when you're strong, be there for someone who's weak. Yeah, I remember you said something about the fitness community one time that I that has st- kind of stuck with me. But the people in the fitness community, they realize if you're having a hard time, right? Other coaches maybe they realize if you're having a hard time, or you're maybe you're, you know, you you need your time. Maybe you didn't show up, right? But I think the biggest thing that I think I took away from what you said, and tell me if I'm wrong here, it was kind of like forgiveness. It's like, oh, well, I guess that person needed that time, right? But we're gonna pull them back in, yeah, right? Like we're gonna allow that because. People, people need to, you know, they're not always going to be a hundred percent. Right. All right. But not, we are there to support them. I, I remember right. you said, right. Do you remember saying that? Yeah, I do. Because I, that was. I think it was the Adrian was here. Maybe we're not, we're not all going to be a hundred percent. Like you're not going to, you're not going to show up on your A game every day. No. The goal is to, yeah, of course you want to, I want to try to as well. Right. But sometimes the body's just not there. Yeah. You know? And so. You know what? You I gotta, heard, you gotta have help. I think, I, I think I shared this with you one time too. Uh, a great, um, great person that we both follow one time. Uh, she was mentioning, uh, how she works in a relationship, how she will speak with her husband and they will communicate number one, which is huge, yeah. but then also make sure when they're talking about how they're going to, uh, kind of approach a week or approach a day, they sit down, they share with each other. Hey, you know what? I'm only, I'm only 50% today. Oh, I remember this. Right? Remember yeah. this? I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought it was excellent. You know what? You sharing that with your, with your spouse, they say, you know what? Okay. You're 50%. I'm only 30%. Okay. Well, you know what? We're both not a hundred percent. We have to look back at ourselves and then maybe take some stuff off of our plate so that yeah. we're able to kind of move forward together. But I think that as a, um, as a, as a, as a leader, this person was kind of saying, okay, you know what? I said I was 50%. I hear you're 30% but I will make sure that maybe I can do something to kind of lift us both lift up. Us up. And so that I just thought was really good, right? It starts with the communication, yeah. but I think it's about making sure that you kind of realize who is the, 
I hate saying weakest link, um, the person who maybe needs the most support in that moment and being able to kind of rise to the occasion. I think that's really huge. But again, it starts with that communication. It's being honest with yourself and then realizing that maybe you can take on a little bit more if necessary because you're there to help the the kind of everyone as a whole, right? Whether it's a family unit, whether it's a team, whether it's a community. Yes, yes. It's all about being together. We go further together. it's It's always the case. And so- you're talking about empathy here, and that's that's what I look for in a leader for sure. Yeah, because you're gonna have you're gonna have bad days. You're gonna have weird moments, and you know you're gonna come in really strong and confident and great some days. And you're th- that whenever you are feeling that strength and confident, you're riding that wave of just being on top, right? That's not a moment to gloat and feel just be amazing and look down on people. That's when you go down and you go pull people with you. I like that. The fitness classes are the, are such a great way to be an example of that, you know? Um, because look tomorrow you might be that person that's feeling pretty weak and you're going to need help. Yeah. So make everybody strong. Yeah. Or you find yourself in a class that you thought you weren't going to be weak in and then you realize the class you signed up for and then all of a sudden you're like, yep, I'm weak. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm talking about out there. Uh, Yeah. I had, you know, this is, uh, I I want to follow this up. Yeah. What's up? up. You mentioned, you mentioned the uh, deserted island. So curious who would. Oh, is this the island question? I was just thinking, I was like. (laughs) <laughs> who would <laughs> I was just thinking I wonder between you and I who would who would survive but then I realized just I just made it about survival and not working together <laughs> what but it was more about like okay if we had a, if we were marooned there for for years on end who would who would nice. be able to hold on the strongest I feel like I wouldn't I feel like I just kind of like end up running out into the ocean one day I'm kind of curious I don't <laughs> I don't want to find out but I'd be curious to see what would happen. Is Ryan drinking the seawater? <laughs> Again? <laughs> I told him not to do that. I would have a great tan. I'm sure we'd have great tans. This is great. I don't know. I kind of burn for quickly. like two. Well, then we'd start to burn and then this would be a real problem real quick. Um, yeah. I hope we don't find out. Let's put it that way. I don't know. It'd be fun though. Maybe in a like virtual reality setting. Okay. Because now we're going Tom Hanks Castaway. And I don't know if I want to go full into that world. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's still, I, I still kind of want to know this answer. So I don't know. We'll have to maybe re- recreate this somehow. It's, we could literally go on the show Survivor. Is that still a thing? I, I think Is so. Unless, done? unless someone's been canceled. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, we'll cancel culture. Maybe thing. we just make a pitch to Survivor, see what we could do. You want to do it? You know what? I think Amazing Race would be fun because then that's actually more of the teamwork. And there the are, event. yeah, there are definitely other shows like this too that I think about it. Survival in the Wilderness. Yeah, Naked and Afraid. <laughs> I'm not doing that shit with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it with you. <laughs> anyway, great talk about leadership. I think it's Indeed. something that a lot of people. I think that they think it's in front of us at all times. And I think it's good to kind of step back for a second and ask yourself, how can I be a good leader? Uh, What is making the people that I think are good leaders? What are the values that they hold? And I think that that, if you're looking for a direction right now, it's a great place to start. It is. It is. Leaders are teachers. Remember that. Teach your community to be better. That's it. Guys, thanks for joining in. If you if you liked this podcast, please like, share um, this with someone who maybe has not heard it yet, but we are happy to bring you more content and uh, come back next time. We'll have great stuff for you. See you then. Bye.